Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Obviously, mm-hmm. we read the news so you don't have to. Wow. And many other taglines. And, and if you guys have any other taglines, hey, send them to us. We'll say them. The whole podcast will be taglines. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, we can't get started yet. You have to fast forward through 35 taglines. Yeah, you heard it here a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have some exciting news. We do. We're kicking off last... On Tuesday, we kicked off the podcast by gushing about Kelly Ripa, who... Update did send us delicious cupcakes to the office today. They were so fucking good. She's an angel. I'm going to have a second. And now we have another update. Yeah, this we're really proud of. Mm-hmm. So we are, the Betcha Sup is going to be going to Puerto Rico next month to help with the recovery efforts. Mm-hmm. And we are, I'm, I'm really thrilled about this. I'm very excited to, first, first of all, have this experience. I yeah. feel like it's going to give us a lot of perspective on life in general and like realize how much how you know great we have it compared to yes to the situation there but we're going to be volunteering at jose andres's world central kitchen um after he actually got into like food recovery is one mm-hmm. of his causes um so basically they have kitchens all around puerto rico where they're distributing food to people who can't get it um and that's kind of like his cause right now yeah and uh, it's one of like i mean he's been doing such amazing work from day one in Puerto Rico. So I think that's part of the reason why we're really excited to partner with him. And I know for me, I've also been trying to think of a lot more ways that I can actually be like hands on helping people. Yeah. So this is really, really exciting. And I've also never been to Puerto Rico. Me either. So that's first time. It's like an added bonus is that I get to go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, the the Marriott in San Juan is is being kind enough to compass our stay while we're there. We're going to be there for two nights. Shout out Marriott in San Juan. Yeah. (laughs) If anyone wants to come, we'll be there last week of August. Mm -hmm. And um, through, I mean, learning about Jose Andres's you know, work that he's doing, I discovered that he is actually Donald Trump, one of Donald Trump's biggest trolls. Like he Ooh. loves to find ways to troll Donald Trump. I love so that. He, so, and he's been doing it using food. Um, and I, you Donald know, Trump's favorite thing be, in the world. Yes. <laughs> so, the, so, okay. So Jose Andres is a Spanish immigrant. So mm-hmm. when Trump was, you know, insulting Mexicans and calling them rapists, he obviously had a yeah. little bit of an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Understandably, mm-hmm. And it all started, I think, when he was supposed to open up a restaurant in the Trump International Hotel in D.C., mm-hmm. but he backed out of the lease because of Trump's comments. Mm-hmm. Trump sued him. They ended up settling. And ever since, he's just been fucking with the president. So he like he's been like feeding students outside of gun marches. In January, he offered free meals at any of his restaurants to anyone who won a fake news award. Remember when Trump did the fake <laughs> oh, news award? I remember. Yeah. There's so many. You know, I, I would love to do like a, a list of memories of things that have happened. I know so many. You just don't like little esoteric rant like he because it was also it wasn't just that he did the fake news awards it was that he announced he was going to do them and then pushed them back and then they weren't really awards they were just like basically like a, a google listicle. yeah like a google doc that they like released and he was like hey if you want to request access to this google doc like you can see yeah. who won the fake news yeah. awards yeah so i mean i feel like the obama administration was not this eventful no I mean, it certainly wasn't like there were not crazy, weird scandals, like mini scandals that you then like forget about. You, I could the like, Bush I feel administration like I could was eventful. I mean, he, okay. He read he was like in the war. book. 
and didn't stand and Dick up. And Dick Cheney he, shot that person in the face. Yeah, <laughs> New, he pronounced it nuclear, the mission yeah. accomplished banner. But honestly, that was also pretty uneventful. Like, he would say like he said dumb things, but like the dumb things he said were not yes. nearly as dumb. He also as the things we're hearing now. did war crimes. Yes, <laughs> right, right. He did start the whole torture thing, but that's not like <laughs> he did do right, that. Right, he did do that, but that's like a macro that's scandal. Like a, you know, even his his terrible torture was more like effective. Like he he stuck to the line of torture. Trump just is all over the fucking place, it, it, and you have something did. that happens that you forget happened the next week. And that's not to say I like truly anything that George W. Bush did, but it does seem like it's like macro scandals that seem within the realm of like things that the country has dealt with in the past like right. we've been um we've been in like quagmire wars that we shouldn't have been in before like these are things that we have are seen, familiar with. are familiar with the fake and dishonest media awards that's new right that's a new thing right and the fact that that was not like a big doesn't loom large in our minds yes. is should say a yes. lot dick cheney shooting someone in the face was new yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was Bizarre. That was crazy. Right. That's that like, was actually that's like crazy. if like Don Jr. accidentally shot Eric Trump on a hunting accident. <laughs> I know, and the guy who he shot was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> right. It's so fine. I think he like skeet shot him. It wasn't like a, tr- a real They gun. were like hunting quail or something. Yeah, they were literally hunting quail. I mean, he was okay. He didn't right. die. It would be, it would be, re- imagine if, like, if he had died, it would have been really different. Imagine if the president, the vice president shot someone accident and like accidentally killed them. Yeah, that would be really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, just walk down memory lane for you all. Yeah. Um, oh, later in this episode, um, Elise and Brian will be joined by Frankie Shaw. Yes. The writer and star and director, I think, of, yes. the, of the Shy. Of Smilf. Of Smilf. Sorry, yes. I think I, I grouped them in my mind because when we went to South by Southwest, we did like the Shy and Smilf and all together. Yes, so. she is like the entire, basically, I mean, not entire. I'm sure she has writers that she cares about and stuff, but she's the creative force behind Smilf, yeah. which is awesome. It's her story. Yes, and is- she is in a new short that's called Bad Peter, and it's really good. It's nine minutes long. We're going to post a swipe up to it so that you guys can watch it. Truly great nine minutes. Um, it's basically about like a woman who's pregnant and gets and her like AI assistant starts kind of like taking over her like birthing regimen and making her do like all these crazy things. She, it's like a woman who loses autonomy over her body to a robot. So we talked to her about how that's fascinating. Yeah. Like how she believes that relates to today and surprise, surprise. She does believe that it relates to today. She's a very, very smart woman. She's very smart. She like, you really should stick around and listen to the interview. It's 10 minutes long. And within it, she, Makes a lot of really great points about women's rights. She uh, recommends a book that sounds really, really good. And she goes through her entire daily beverage regimen. And it seems like a really healthy um, and healthful regimen. She covers a lot of ground. She's, yeah. she's really great. I think she's like a, she's obviously pretty famous, but I still consider her like a hidden gem among yes. celebrities because she's not like overexposed at all. Yes. I like her And she a lot. was super nice on the phone. Like yeah. really couldn't have been nicer. Um, great. Sammy, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? We have the return of one of my favorite politicians, mm-hmm. if you could call her a politician. Sarah Palin oh, is feuding with Sasha Baron Cohen. I can Cohen. see Russia from my house. Remember when that was the dumbest thing anyone's ever said? I know. And now it's like... Oh, and now it's like, well, she could see Russia from her right, house. <laughs> right. It's like, 
It's like the 50th percentile of I stupidity know. now. Like, at least it was technically correct. Right. I mean, <laughs> was it? Well, I, I don't know. I, I guess can, I don't know if you can I see can, Russia from her house. I don't think you can. I can see Connecticut from my house on my mom's house on Long Island, though. I so, can see Manhattan you know, from my house. See, I guess you can see things <laughs> <laughs> that you may not expect to be able to see. Um, yeah. Yes. yes. So, so Sarah Palin is pissed off that Sasha Baron Cohen, you may know he's a prankster. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. So very she, nice. So he, very nice. I like. <laughs> Which is the whole podcast yeah. is yeah. just me being like, my life. <laughs> Don't even get me going on the dictator because I will fucking quote that. I Are never saw the dictator. Oh. I saw Bruno and I saw Elise. You need to see the dictator. And uh, I we, saw obviously Borat, which okay. pinnacle. Go, no, no, no. See the dictator. You will lose it. Although it's a little less funny now mm-hmm. given the situation. Okay. So Sarah Palin is pissed because Sasha Baron Cohen called her and lied about being a disabled veteran for his new show. And she's mad that he tricked her. He tricked her and Bristol, I think. Right. Well, that I mean, whatever. They probably are like <laughs> tricking Bristol is, I'm sure, very easy. I mean, do. tricking Sarah is pretty easy, but she's like she she ran for the vice president of the United States. I know what a fucking shit show. Remember, John McCain picked her. I know. Did you ever see the Julianne Moore like HBO? Oh yeah, it's so good. That was one of my favorite movies. It's so good. She does such a good job as Sarah. And you know what's interesting about that? So the so um Woody Harrelson plays Steve Schmidt, mm-hmm. who. Steve Schmidt, the real actual Steve Schmidt, who was John McCain's campaign manager, mm-hmm. appears on MSNBC very regularly yeah. to talk shit about Trump. He hates Donald Trump. He is like, he is like one of the few, and he's been, he didn't just start later on. He's no. been doing it since the beat, like since the election pretty much that he is like one of the few Republicans other than like Brett Stevens who will legitimately speak out against the president. I wonder if he like stays awake at night being like, picking Sarah Palin in a way sowed the seeds of Trump in a lot of ways. You know, like she's a proto type, I would say, mm-hmm. of what was to come. Yeah, I mean, so that kind of goes to the topic of like, how the fuck do we get to the situation? Yes. I just want to give you guys some some heads up. Um, in the middle of August, Elise, Brian, and I are all going to be on vacation at once. So we're pre-recording. <laughs> we're pre-recording an epi- two, two episodes yes. for one week, a two-part episode examining how we got here yes. to this situation and some of the forces that have happened in America over the past, let's say, 10 to 20 years yeah, we're that all, have landed us in a situation. We're all tackling it. We're taking on different topics. We're trying to do kind of like two long deep dives about all the different things that led us to here. And honestly, we're going to solve it. Yeah. I mean, Sarah, pa- Sarah Palin is just, Sarah Palin a, just is part a of single it. bullet point. Mm-hmm. But I do think that she sort of like lowered the, the country's threshold for what is acceptable. She definitely pioneered the like folksy nonsense and like being real or whatever like what was her thing like, yeah what's, real real dumb yeah being really like, yeah being as dumb as you actually are remember that she got asked what do you read and she was like that's a gotcha question yeah like she later was like that's a gotcha question but i think the question it was katie couric right the question was uh do you read newspapers and she and she's like which do you read and sarah palin just goes all of them um <laughs> any any newspaper uh 
all like just I mean honestly just name a newspaper that right. you've heard of in that right. moment like, the Alaska Sun Times yeah be like, like I love my local newspaper that, like yeah whatever like like name a damn newspaper but you know what's scary about that is that like anyone who sometimes reads the newspaper like even once a month yeah. could answer that question that shows that she does not at all read the newspaper read any which is crazy because there were people who embraced her for that reason yes and there are people who embrace being an idiot and thinking that that kind of person is eligible for leadership yeah i don't care if someone doesn't read i mean you're missing out on like not destroying your brain cells and knowing shit so don't read if you don't want to, but just don't try to like be in a position where you're making any sort of decisions that may affect my life. Yeah. Like just don't read somewhere else. What if she had been like, actually I'm more into podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that Imagine was like- if she had been like, actually I'm more into TLC and yeah. like the tiny couple or some shit. Or if she was like batches. <laughs> I read batches exclusively. And we're just like, Okay. Amazing. That just didn't exist when Sarah Palin was around. Oh, wow. Yeah. But. So she couldn't. That's why but, she couldn't answer the question. But those were the formative years where I was getting into politics. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not true. That was Those were like the the years where I was like really into like political entertainment, like high school mm-hmm. and college. And I feel like that is having its effects now. Yeah. The yeah. seeds the seeds were sown for many things with Sarah Palin. Yes. Um, so, Elise, what is getting you through the week? What's getting me through the week is, um, so our boy Paul Manafort, mm-hmm. as we know, he's in jail. <laughs> he had to go to actual jail because he couldn't stop trying to tamper with witnesses. So, like, a week ago or so, his legal counsel filed and they were like, we need another deadline for his next court appearance because this rural Virginia jail that he's in is too far away and we don't have enough time. We can't get to him, all this stuff. So then today, a federal judge was like, or maybe yesterday, was like, okay, we'll move you to Alexandria. And then for some reason, his camp, uh, his Council was like, no, actually, we don't want to do that. And it was very strange. And then it turns out that the reason why he was like, actually, let's stay in the Virginia place is because he has been getting the VIP treatment. He's like the presidential suite of jail. Yes. And the reason we know that he's been getting this treatment is because in a recorded phone call from the jail, he says, I am getting VIP treatment. <laughs> Which is like so funny. Bottle service. He can't stop. Sparklers. Sparklers. The man can't stop. He can't stop texting witnesses and being like, hey, can you do more crimes for me? He like he doesn't understand that he's being recorded, which I think is so funny. But anyway, in his facility, here are just he's some not of, the smartest man. I'm going to say that he's, he's not like based on his like his way of handling things. He's very tactless. No, and it's like okay, I get you know committing all your treason and thinking it wasn't gonna like he needed to pay his debts. Like, but it's like he keeps getting caught for the same shit. Like he's not stopping. You're on the jail phone. <laughs> You're on the jail phone. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> these people are also fucking indulgent and psychotic. So Paul Manafort, he doesn't have to wear a uniform. Number one, he gets to just wear his regular 
like a suit. <laughs> he wears his Brioni suits <laughs> yeah, in jail. in jail. He has his own private accommodations with a private bathroom and shower. Um, he has his own personal telephone. And he has a little workspace where he can prepare for trial. And he gets to, like, send and receive emails and kind of, like, do his work from... You know, it sounds just like the same treatment that, you know, a young black man who has possessed a gram of marijuana gets. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy how this guy who has been um, brought up on charges in both federal and state charges who potentially did treason against the United States is being treated the exact same way as someone who commits uh, misdemeanor unlawful entry into the United States. You know, yeah, I'm sure the conditions are the same. I'm sure all the undocumented people who are seeking legal asylum are being treated. They have their own room. They don't have to wear the uniform. They have a shower. Yeah, they have a, a workspace. What's he what work is he doing? Other than tampering with witnesses, yeah, further. I know he's just like, what's like, his work? Like, is he memorizing the script of his lies? Like, what is what is what are you doing when you're preparing for a trial? Because in my opinion, like, if you know the story and you're like innocent and you like have you know your your story set up with your lawyer, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really like require that much work. Well, he's not innocent and so that is why he he's committed so many crimes what's he like forging documents in probably at his, at his little at his workspace <laughs> at his little yeah I love that they call it a workspace like Do what they, is like he, a giant mahogany desk covered in you know clippings of yes. himself it's literally it's like the end of Wolf of Wall Street where like Jordan Belfort goes to jail but like he has like a tennis court and it's just like apparently Bernie Madoff also enjoyed being in jail yeah these people are well I I mean because humans can adapt to like certain yeah. types of i guess situations that are not great but these people are just such uh, i sometimes but they're also not like in this, real jail things like this just really like uh, they make me feel very like emotional about the unfairness of the world and how like if you're born to be paul manafort you're just every even your worst situation no matter what you do no matter how many people you fuck no matter how, how many countries and democracies you destroy you just get to and he has destroyed yeah. multiple democracies yeah. because he is a lobbyist in Eastern Europe. Yes. No matter what you do, you just you just get it easy. And if you're like this, if you're this immigrant who's born in Guatemala trying to escape a gang because you don't want to be a rapist and a murderer, no. you come here and you get treated like an animal. Yeah. Because and you're you seeking born, legal asylum. Right. Because you were born that way instead of his way. And it's also like. My other thing with all this stuff is it's like, I don't really, I don't have a problem with prisoners having some of these things. Like, I don't think that jails need to be just like inhumane, horrible spaces. But I think it's going back to what you said, like just the inequality of experience is insane. Like we have people who are in, I mean, Angola prison, like people literally are like chained to each other and they do like manual labor all day. And it like literally looks like a slave situation. And they're like freaking like, like cops on horseback. And then Paul Manafort like has a desk and like a little shower and all this stuff. Like, 
What's I, Harvey Weinstein's gonna look like? Exactly. This is probably gonna be great. He'll probably have like he'll probably have a situation like this, but it's like Harvey Weinstein has destroyed people's lives. I know, and Paul Manafort has created I mean the He's his crime the concept of Western democracy, just a little thing. His crimes are so far reaching, whereas we're talking about people who, you know, cross the border illegally or had weed or like stole an iPhone or something like that. Like it's I mean, it's the difference in harm. Remember Alice Marie Johnson? Right. Yeah. Exactly. In jail for her entire life and definitely did not have definitely a workspace. Definitely hurt as many people as Paul Manafort and Harvey Weinstein and Bernie Madoff and all these people yeah. who did way worse things to, that affected many more people in a it's, yeah, it's the difference between the like white collar, like rich person crime, and then like what we consider like criminal crime. But here's the thing: Harvey Weinstein isn't a white collar crime. No. He's a rapist. He's a rapist. He's a rapist. He did things that you know, if it, there was a black rapist on the streets of the South Side of Chicago, they would be in jail. Oh my god, they would in be in terrible jail. Yeah. But Harvey Weinstein, because he looks like Harvey Weinstein and made a few and movies has money. and has money and access, he gets to have like nice jail. He's He's not like even like he's and also all these people get to walk on bail. Paul Manafort originally walked on bail, but then he couldn't stop trying to tamper with witnesses. So that's why he's in a facility now. But all these people get to walk on bail, whereas like we also have a situation in America where sometimes innocent people who have been accused of crimes can't even walk on bail because the bail is like five hundred dollars and they can't pay it. But these people get their bail set at one hundred and fifty K to like a million dollars and they just pay it immediately and then they get like an bracelet and they get to chill at home Fuck so it's just people. fucking crazy um it's really so unfair but, but he did get moved to alexandria because the judge was like what they were like actually we don't want him to move and the judge was like what you just complained about this a day ago I so now, there's something that we don't know so he's going to alexandria now I imagine he's probably still get. I mean, it might not be as like he might have to wear the uniform and he might not have like he might not have his workspace. I bet he'll still have a private room. What the fuck kind of workspace do you need? Didn't Martin Luther King do just fine writing his letters from yeah. Birmingham jail without yeah. a workspace? Without a workspace, that's for sure. Get a fucking paper and a pen and deal You're with your workspace. So there are also a lot of prisoners who aren't allowed to write anything. Like really? they don't even, yeah. Like they don't that's even what like do in jail. It's well, I feel like they're like, I mean, it's, there's such so much like quality differences. Like it depends. Like sometimes you find out like, Oh, they weren't allowed like to do. Do you think Karl Marx had a, a workspace when he wrote the communist manifesto? Oh, I hate to speculate about Karl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, enjoy your new room, Paul. <laughs> Should we get into the news? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So right now, Trump is uh, currently destroying the NATO alliance. Yeah, he's fucked uh, off to Europe. He went to NATO to Brussels and they had a meeting and the meeting was yesterday. And mm-hmm. at breakfast, I think he pretty much just went the fuck off on yeah, everyone. He went off. He was mad that they didn't have a McDonald's egg McMuffin probably. And they were serving like, you know, actual breakfast. Yes. And um, it yeah. just couldn't it couldn't be. So he could not like he couldn't even wait to the meeting. For, yeah, he didn't even wait for the meeting. He was like, "No, we're gonna do this at breakfast." I like I honestly expected him to like 
uh, Teresa Quidici or whatever her name is, like, just flip the table. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, I want more defense spending. And yeah. like, <laughs> did, you, did you see John Kelly sitting in the corner being no. like, okay, so there's like pictures of him like feeling like he looks like he was like mortified about yes. what was going on. But later on they like asked him what was what was wrong and his response was that they promised a full breakfast but they only served pastries and fruit so john kelly was mad about that you know what i will say that i've been in situations where i was promised a full breakfast and they only serve pastries and fruit and it is upsetting okay but like (laughs) but is it is it upsetting to the point where like if you were at nato no i mean john kelly famously can't control his face when Trump is talking like he's physically recoiling every time the president is speaking I mean he deserves the humiliation yeah. that is for forced upon him yeah but like he's like John Kelly yeah. is complicit um hashtag complicit. hashtag complicit but it is funny to me that like he can't just I mean this is a military man alliance and he oh. like well he's like and he can't even like straight face it during these meetings there have been other times where there are yeah. pictures of him just like <sighs> well i think that that shows how bad it is because yeah. it's not run of the mill he's probably truly panicking um so so trump basically demands that every nato country and you know what like I, this if there's one thing he does sometimes he has a point about things like there shouldn't be trade deficits and there shouldn't be unfair distributions of yes. spending but like it's not it's really not about that as much as it's like how you go about it yes it's more like it is kind of a thing where like if you want to change America's trade policy because you want to make it more fair that's fine but put forward like a thoughtful plan don't just like start tinkering around the edges and like fucking with things you don't understand and bullying people yes you're not gonna get what you want and you're antagonizing and you're antagonizing them breaking things up like why don't you just have a conversation about it so he was basically bitching that every country in nato has to increase their contributions to four percent of their gdp right now most of them are not even paying i think any of them are not even paying two percent and which is they're supposed to be at two percent yes but they Pledge to get up to 2% by 2025. Trump says, nope, fuck that. You have to get to 4% right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Like, fine. Like, that doesn't really, like, bother me. But that, like, they need to do that. But there's ways to go about yeah, it. Yeah, it's and- like the tactlessness. It's the fact that, like, you know, put together a team of, it, like, it's so crazy to me that he wants to do all of these, like, things that, like, completely change international relations and international order, like, all these delicate things, but we don't have a fully staffed State Department, and he's been, like, fucking up diplomacy constantly, and it's like, no, diplomacy and having really smart people in your State Department and having economists on this is how you get to what you want, and what he wants isn't, like, bad it's just he has no idea how to do any of it and actually is like harming his cause he's acting like a child who saw that his brother got more dessert than he Mm -hmm. did and instead of being like to the parents like why does he get more can you give me more? Can we redistribute some of this redis- cake? Yes. Can Is we- there more cake? <laughs> right. Exactly. Instead of that, he just throws a tantrum. Yeah. He just smashes the brother's yeah. cake yes. and his own yeah. in the process. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I smashed my cake. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, many countries are not paying what they should. And frankly, many countries owe us a tremendous amount of money from many years back. And then he went on to say that this Germany is, is a captive of Russia and is totally controlled by Russia about regarding a new energy 
energy pipeline deal that, that Germany made with Russia. Right. So basically this is talking about Germany made a deal. It's called the Nord Stream 2 Pipeline Project. Um, and right now, Germany imports 35.3% of its oil and gas from Russia. But the Nord Stream is going... <laughs> Something about Nord Stream just makes me laugh. It sounds it like sounds a seltzer like- maker. Oh, kind of like a soda stream. Yeah, this is my Nord Stream. It kind of sounds like a submarine to me. Oh, yeah. Like um, Elon Musk's tiny submarine. Yeah, the Nord Stream. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline. (laughs) Um, So anyway, it's supposed to increase that amount. Um, He then went on to just bash Germany's defense spending, which is at 1.24% of its GDP right now. And they're at the point where they want to get to 2% by 2024, but he doesn't like that. It's it's just funny to me that I mean, first of all, for Donald Trump to say that anyone is a captive of Russia. Projection. I mean, projection. Yeah, is pretty crazy. I mean, because that that's his M.O. He gets criticized for something. He criticizes the other people for the same thing that he is. Yes. It's like, uh, I'm not a puppet. You're a puppet from the debate. Like it reminded me of that. Exactly. I was like, no, you're the puppet. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's just so funny because like, he's, he's like, Germany gets their oil and gas from Russia. And it's like, yeah, well we got our president from Russia. So (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people are getting things from Russia these days. (laughs) You know, it's, it's really, fucked up i don't even okay and yeah and he said before he left he said that his easiest meeting this week out of nato uh meeting in england and putin the easiest meeting of the week would be putin he's like can you believe it be the best meeting of the week it's like yeah you're meeting with your fucking handler yeah exactly like it's yeah you're just doing a check-in with your boy like it's not like like everyone else you fucking hate them and i mean it just goes back to show like it's the same thing where like we have the G summit sum- seven summit. We're in a fight with Canada. Then he meets with Kim Jong-un and saying he's, you know, I mean, I mean, they've gone back on literally everything and like have like literally like roasted Mike Pompeo and disrespected him to his face. But in the moment they were, they were buds. Now it's like, we're in a fight with fucking Germany, but he hates. Okay. He, he hates, hates Angela Merkel. Cause she, cause she's a woman. Cause she's a woman, and she's smarter than him, and she doesn't like do the things that he says. She's like Hillary, who got elected. Yes, exactly. She like just doesn't give into his stuff and cons. It's because also- he, she's, she's like everything that being a woman doesn't mean to him. Yes, like not about her, not not here on her looks. No, not she's here on her smarts. She's the leader. She's tough. She's she like stands in you know for a purpose a belief system of you know the west and certain principles he is like but to him women are there to look hot Mm -hmm. there to fuck him and there to serve him in various ways kind of doesn't fuck with him in the way where she's just like like he'll do crazy things and like germany will release a statement that's like Self disappointed, but not surprised. <laughs> it's like very. And she released that Instagram. She released that Instagram of her like staring him down. Also, I that, read that was that was. I love that Instagram. The best. That's my favorite photo like of the year. Um, it's like one of the most iconic, I think, images of this presidency so far. I also read in an article that after he made all these statements, they had uh, what they kept calling a pull aside meeting. 
thing. Yeah. And I just kept imagining it in like reality TV show terms of yeah. like the two people who are having beef being like, you know, I just felt like when you called me out in front of the group, um, <laughs> it just reminded yeah. me of like when, what yeah like like on the bachelor when two people have to be like hey can we talk we got to talk and then they like go yeah. out to the pool area and like yeah one of and them they flips talk. out yeah i mean he just hates anyone who like d- stands in opposition to the things he believes in which is grifting being obese being an asshole and I believe being, in being a misogynist. So, yeah. so anyone who, who stands against that and doesn't kiss his ass, he exists to basically... Oh, he also hates people who are not white. Yeah. So anyone who is... Fits, the only thing she has going for her is that she's like white. She's like literally German. Which is canceled out by the fact that she's a woman yeah. who does not look like, I don't know, fucking Ivanka. Stormy Daniels. Yeah, Stormy like, Daniels. Yeah. Imagine if... Angela Merkel looked like Stormy imagine, Daniels. Imagine Angela Merkel's vice president or vice chancellor was Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Daniels. I mean, Stormy Daniels can look however she wants. And That's Stormy her body and like, her choice. Hey. But it would be insane if she was the <laughs> chancellor of Germany. Yeah. Um, but I also do think it goes back to like that her feathers just don't get ruffled in that way. You can yeah. kind of tell like Justin Trudeau, you can tell that he's a little bit like, oh, he's, a little, he's a little bit of a drama queen. Yeah. Like he's why is this happening to me? Like, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. He like, right. Like he's more of a match for Trump. Like yeah. they're more e- equally matched. Angela Merkel's like, you are like a piece of shit. Like she just doesn't care. Have you seen, this is a sidebar, but have you seen the picture of Justin Trudeau in yeah. the year 2000? Yeah. He looks like, Justin Timberlake. He looks, yeah, he looks like a lost Backstreet Boy. He looks like, like, good, like if you are listening to this, fucking Google Justin Trudeau 2000. It's, we have a meme of it on yes, this up. Yeah. It's astounding. He truly, I, I, I was shocked. Yeah, I was I shocked. Wasn't, I wasn't shocked. I did not. I, I was not expecting the wraparound sunglasses, the hair. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that is a consequence of the fact that people who are mostly world leaders now did not have Facebook when they were yes, younger. I know. Like seeing that made me think like, I can't wait to see who the president is when we're 40. Yeah, like all the other like world because Justin Trudeau is so young. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to see more politicians coming out with, like, their early 2000s fashion. Like, yeah. like we've got, like, I, I don't know, like, a, like, Secretary of State who had, like, the chunky highlight. And we've got her in, like, a tiny mini skirt oh, yeah. and, like, a cami from Abercrombie. <laughs> Just, like. Right. I mean, you know what? Great. Relatable. Low-rise jeans on our future first female president. Juicy zero zero. Yes. <laughs> like I can I I it made me so excited to see more young people get into office so that I can see pictures of them in the year yeah. 2000. Oh yeah, I would love to see Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh my you god. She, okay, just another sidebar. She won a primary in yes. a district that she did not does not live in and did not run in no. people wrote her in yes and she won for the like reform party and like in dis- the 15th yeah. district in new york so Good for her. this woman is obviously people are can you even she's be representative of two districts she is such a star i mean she's like what a politician i think should be but we do like, need her juicy tracksuit pick her like yeah her li- but i wonder if that would be her or because she's like a, you know she's like a socialist i wonder if we're gonna go the other way and she's gonna be like hot topic like I see uh, that. yeah i could see her in like uh, here's the thing i don't really 
really care what trends she was into <laughs> no. when she was younger. She's she's a person. She's, awesome. she's like what I think was like what the people had, the founders had in mind when they talked about like representative government. Yes. Like, oh, you just like get a person from the district and yeah. who represents the people and like everyone likes them and then they are the representative. And then they go to Congress and then all of those people who are actually representative of their district come together and create a compromise policy. And that's kind of how this was right. supposed to based, go. Based on reflecting the actual views of the people from who all want the you districts. There. Yes. Right. That's like the concept the, they had in mind. It seems to have escaped and become something else. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, amazing concept. Execution has been not going great. It worked lately. I, oh, here's the thing. I want to say lately, but there's a lot of a lot of shitty stuff going on like a yeah. hundred years ago too. Yeah. Not that I'm like reducing what's happening now. You know, I'm panicking now, but like even a hundred, here's yeah. the difference is that like a hundred years ago, it was like you hadn't made the progress yeah. yet. So now like, it seems like we, the progress that we made, there's people who are fighting the yeah. things that to us were already like foregone conclusions. It is kind of easier to compromise when all of the elected officials were elected by only white men with land. Right. It's, it's true. <laughs> like, you know, like you we know, were not having, there wasn't like a diversity of opinions. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, they all get together and they're like, Oh, yeah, we're in agreement. Yeah. Oh, Can you believe it? It also, it also was like a little easier when the president wasn't elected by Russia. Yeah. I mean, well, too. yes, that has definitely yeah. thrown a wrench in things. And yeah. we will get into all of that in our two part episode coming out at the, in the beginning of August. Yeah. So next piece of, you know, Trump Trump's meetings this week. He is in London today. Yes. Meeting with the queen. And our apologies to her royal highness in oh, advance. Shit. Yeah. I know. He's, he's going to touch her. There's, there's, there's no way. <laughs> She's too old for him. No, but he's. There's no She's way. She's had kids. He doesn't like women once they've had a baby. I don't even mean sexually. I just mean he's. He you doesn't know, he, know. By the way, you know he said that after Ivana had his three children, including Ivanka, his golden child, um, he said that he couldn't like look at a woman who had babies the same way. Even his own babies. <sighs> well, he's disgusting. So, <laughs> so thousands of protesters are hitting the streets of London. Yes, joined by a giant blimp mm -hmm. balloon of Donald Trump. We've been covering as a baby. We've been covering this balloon. When is it going to come out? Like, I feel like I've been talking about this balloon. And I haven't seen it. Like, is there really going to be a balloon? I mean, there definitely is going to be a balloon. But where? Where? So it's going over London, and then they're sending it on a world tour, which I don't know what that means, but apparently the balloon... like Can the balloon be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, too? Honestly, yes. <laughs> I feel like the balloon just, like, it, it's one of those things where... The project really skyrocketed beyond what people right. ever believed. They were like, oh, it would be funny for us to do this balloon. And then everyone was like, we love the balloon. I feel like <laughs> we could have done this. Yeah. Like, if we, like, logistically, I don't know if we could have, like, gotten this balloon custom yeah. made. But, like, I, no I feel idea. like we would have had this idea and, like, talked about it on social media and maybe not actually done it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, it's, I just think it's so funny how much, like, play the balloon has truly gotten in yeah. general. Because the balloon could end up in the history books. Well, because it also is, like, Donald Trump is such a child as the balloon as the balloon clearly displays <laughs> that like something like a like this actually will upset him. And as is evidenced by the fact that he's essentially avoiding London as best he can. Like he's having tea with the queen and Theresa May. And then he is. Oh my God. I know. I, the, <laughs> Two girls, one cup. I, 
I literally cannot imagine. I'm sure like the number of faux pas that he will make in etiquette during this, like it's going to be astronomical. Well, you mentioned that he's helicoptering around, which yes. to me seems like he's more likely to encounter, encounter the balloon. The balloon. <laughs> it's like you're in the air with the balloon. Like yeah. it's just you and the balloon. Yeah, like he's so he's like basically ta- he's doing this tea and then he's basically taking like no meetings in London because he's a giant baby. And because he's lazy. And he and so then he's, he's like, thank God I have an excuse now. He's just going to helicopter to Scotland and go to his golf course. You know, speaking of his golf course, do you know what kind of shit he pulled to get his golf course there? No. First of all, it makes golf was invented in Scotland, but it makes no sense that the golf course would be there because apparently the wind conditions and like the the is just fucking awful. Mm-hmm. But he had to have the the that piece of land in Scotland, so he essentially fucked with the people who lived on like the he first of all it was like an environmental sanctuary which mm-hmm. he destroyed, of course. Yeah. Um. This is before Scott Pruitt. And then he, because there were like people living there, he like fucked with them and built things in front of their like seat views of the ocean so that they would like, so that they would like allow him to build his golf course. His fucking golf course. Golf courses are also one of the least environmentally um, safe or not safe, but like one of the most harmful things to the environment. Yeah. So. And he just builds them everywhere. And that's like. Kind of his whole thing. Even like they're not even like good golf courses. Like I'm gonna say, as far as golf courses go, he doesn't actually have good ones. But I would believe this is this. I I believe this is the site of my favorite Donald Trump video clip ever, (laughs) which you know is when the reporter asks him, standing on the cliffs of his golf course, Mm -hmm. what what do you think about God? And he said, I love God. Can you imagine? I bought this golf course with (laughs) my own money. It's my favorite clip of him ever. Wow. And that is, I remember when he opened that was when he went like right after Brexit, right? No, no, no. That was open before. Didn't he go, he like went to the UK like right after Brexit and maybe he was in Ireland or something. I do remember him doing that, but But this golf course has been around for longer. So it's been around for longer. Yeah. He's had it for a long time. You know, his family is Scottish, but he calls them Scotch. He says, I'm Scotch. Okay. That, well, that's meaningless. That scotch is, is a whiskey. Hmm. People can't be scotch. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe he is like made of scotch in some I capacity. Mean, all right. Should that bring us to the end? Yes. One okay. more thing. One more thing. Stormy Daniels was arrested. Fuck. <laughs> in the early hours, in the wee hours of the morning. Stormy Daniels was arrested at a strip club in Ohio and charged with three misdemeanors of like, what was the language that it used? Like it was like, uh, I don't remember something like, of like touching. I like, think she was accused. She was performing her usual show, which she does as this yeah. is her profession. And someone accused her of touching them inappropriately. Yeah, I think it was like the report was that like she grabbed some people's boobs and then the person whose boobs she grabbed turned out to be an undercover cop, which is unfortunate. That sounds like a setup. Yeah, like, but what? Yeah, that's my question. Is like, why is the undercover cop at Stormy Daniels' performance? It sounds like somebody um, basically hired somebody to go to Stormy Daniels' performance to fuck with her, thereby mm-hmm. discrediting her by making her seem like a piece of trash. Yeah, it sounds like kind of like Anita Hill. Yeah, you know? like it's literally like. 
Remember? Oh, we're gonna try to fuck with her. And this is to me something that's like so calling card of Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, you know, like just just go fuck with Stormy Daniels. Like, just go, just go fuck with whoever's in your way in any way in a very underhanded, disgusting, <laughs> go to Stormy, and unsavory way. Go to Stormy's performance. Get her to grab your boobs. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not saying this as a critique of like people who act in like adult yeah. film or strip or strip clubs, but the fact that this sort of story can even reside in the same universe as the president of the United yeah, States it's crazy. is fundamentally fucked up. Yeah, and I feel like Stormy Daniels kind of knows that. Like, she's just like, oh, yeah, this is so crazy. But here's the thing. She's in her lane. Yeah. He's out of his lane. Exactly. <laughs> Stormy Daniels is is doing, doing her thing. Um, so Michael Avenatti tweeted about this this morning. And what I like about the tweet is that he still used his Basta. hashtag. Basta. He was I like, my that. client Stormy Daniels has been arrested. And he basically alluded to it being shady. And then just hashtag Basta. I love Michael Avenatti and I hope that a day does not come when there's like, when like something comes out about him that no. turns me off. I know. I do feel like he's been scaling it back a little bit. Like every, like That's the whole stormy t- case has been like scaling it I have a feeling a he's, he's doing that strategically and he's just sort of like lying and wait, planning his next move yes. because he doesn't, because I'm he, what I think uh, understands is like the concept of like overexposure mm-hmm. and how if you like go too hard in a bat at like when, without good timing, then you will fail. Yeah. I really don't. I think that everything he's doing is strategic. He's actually going to be in London this week. He said that he coincidentally has another client there, which to me, Sounds like bullshit. Is it the balloon? (laughs) (laughs) Michael Avenatti is representing the balloon. (laughs) Imagine if Trump tried to like file a defamation suit for using his likeness. And it's like, oh, are you a baby? He truly would. Then that would be him admitting that he's a baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, One last thing. I just want to give an update on the migrant kids. Yes. um, Because this is there still is ongoing. So many of them have been reunited um, before our up in accordance with the deadline that was yeah. given by that court. But at the same time, it was like 40, I think 50 something of yes. them were reunited, but there are still, I think 46 kids under the age of five who they're calling ineligible for reunification, which means that they just don't know what the fuck they did with the parent and yeah. they can't figure it out. So they're like claiming that it's ineligible when really it's just incompetent. Yeah. Cause they just did this without even giving a single shit. And also reminder that there are like upwards of 2000 of them. So these numbers are still a very small fraction. I also don't believe the 2000 number. I'm still, I've also, I've heard numbers up to 3000. Yeah. I don't think 2000 is an accurate number. I don't even think they know what the accurate number no. is because doesn't seem like they took any sort of care in in recording any of no. this. Because again, they, brown people don't count. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like like two thousand is like if we are going by the number that the government fucking Kirsten Nielsen's DHS is giving us. So like, I don't trust that. But let's say it's two thousand. These numbers are still way not anywhere near two thousand. Like, yeah, not at all. So, so they're asking for extensions. I mean. Just fucking do it now. Like, they like asked for one extension because they said someone couldn't get like a dog sitter to come to court, which is like you have kids in cages. Okay. It just seems bizarre to me because I feel like if you put me in charge of this project, I could easily fucking like figure out a way to reunite the people. Take- you get you get a giant room and you 
you put the kids in age groups and then you have the parents come in and identify their children. And if the child sees their parent and wants to go with the parent, then it's obvious to me that this is the unification. Also, we have the internet. Take pictures of all of them. Put them on in a database for people who are separated. Then have the parents go through that database. The parent will recognize their child. Then you do whatever needs to be done, whatever you can do to try and verify. But if you can't verify, bring the parent DNA testing. to the fucking child. DNA test them. 23 and ma'am. Bring them, bring them to the place. And if the child is like, dad. Yeah. That's a pretty good. <laughs> that's my dad. Right. <laughs> right. It just seems like when you have people who want to be united, reunited, that it should be very easy if you yourself are the person want to want, like if you want it to work. There are, we have the tech to confirm who is someone's parent, first of all. We also have common sense. We all, like, and obviously, yeah, you do need to take into consideration making sure it's really their parent, but I feel like they're using that as a guy's, like, how many of these people in detention centers are going to claim a random... And the kid, kid would say, would unless yeah. it's a baby, like literally a baby, the kid is gonna be like, no, 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 it's, that's not. It's just a very simple problem to solve if you want to solve it. Yeah, and it's it like is. they're just act there, but also this was done with such incompetence that I definitely believe that like they didn't keep records of anything and they don't actually, they didn't keep records of who was separated by who. And they flew like some people, like the parents are being kept in Arizona. The kid was flown to fucking New York. Like I totally believe that it's a shit show, but even without competent, even though it was done incompetently, you could get fucking like hinge to design some sort of swiping mechanism where yes. they like swipe on oh each God, other. Like, a like swiping dating app. apps can like, can unify people. Why can't yes. the people who want to be unified? I can look at a hundred pictures of men in 30 seconds. So you can show me like we can create a database to find these fucking kids and pair them up. The parents are looking for them. Like, yeah. the parents want to find them. The kids are looking for the parents, too. Exactly. Both parties are looking for each other to be reunited. So yes. let's just do it. Do like, it. Just do it. Do the thing. Yeah. But I also think there are probably more. I mean, I know a couple of things have come out like this, but there are probably more cases of people being um, deported without the kids. And that's where it gets like really fucking tricky because they like deport someone back to wherever the fuck. And then then you can't get in touch with them as well. And we know that that has happened in a couple instances, which is like very upsetting. Those are the ones where I'm like, oh, my God, how do we? Well, you know, these children, you know, you know, swiping apps are international. Yeah. So you could just still and those do parents, that. The deported parent is definitely still looking for the child. Right. So it's not like I just gave up. Like if you say here is a database where we're going to put all these children and like you can file a claim to try to which is I mean, it sounds so disgusting to even be like you can file a ch claim to get your child back. But like that's where we're at. The there's parents who are looking even, for their children are going to find. But there's not even that many people in the grand scheme of things. That's like, what drives me crazy about this. It's like it's a low number of people. Like, yeah. And like, I mean, it's it sounds high. And like, it's I mean, it's no, it's, it's far it's, too it's high. Thousands more than it should be. But in the grand scheme of like logistic, like, like what the government can organize. Like if Pepsi can distribute 
millions of sodas to different like supermarkets across yes. the country i think we can figure out there's like a human brain power enough in this country to figure out how to how to reunite how to, these people yes, it's exactly. just not I that agree 100 so we just wanted to give you guys an update because it's like this is still happening just because it's not like the big ticket news item that it was we need to like stay diligent on this hold these people's feet to the fire and say like no we're not going to stop paying attention until there is a competent system in place that is actively reuniting these kids. And until the last fucking kid is reunited with their parent. Yeah. Like, and just because something got out of the news doesn't mean it's not still happening. Like Puerto Rico is still yes. suffering, which is why we're going, we're going there. I'm really, really excited for that. So one last thing we did want to remind you guys that we do still give away stickers to people who screenshot themselves listening. Well, I keep doing this. Screenshot the podcast. Yes. Uh, and then also screenshot our newsletter, which if you're not signed up for it. That's just dot com slash the hyphen sub. Yeah. Hyphen. Sign, sign up. Sign up. I write it. I put. So I try funny. to put some jokes in there. You know? Guys, Elise, Elise is like one of the funniest people I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I really mean it. Like, I really think that if you're, you're going to like treasure the fact that you got emails from her when she's the next Amy Schumer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, the, so till yeah. next, Oh, till, till after this interview with Frankie Shaw, which is about to come up. Yes. Stay tuned. Yes. And stay tuned and look for our Insta story where we're going to be posting a swipe up to the actual short that we're talking about. Cause it is really good and it is nine minutes. And I know that you have nine minutes somewhere in your day. Yeah. Yeah. Just get off your couch or stay on your couch and just watch yeah, that. Yeah, you can actually watch it on your couch. Yeah, instead of whatever else. Whatever else you're doing. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. It's so. really good. All right. So um, stay tuned, guys. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. We have an exclusive interview here. Um, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And with us today, we're really excited. Yeah, we have Frankie Shaw. She's the creator, writer, director of Smilf and also with a star and she's Hi also guys. how's it going pretty good so excited to be here yeah, yeah thank you we're really excited to have you um we wanted to talk a little bit about a new sci-fi short that you're in called bad peter um it's really really cool uh it kind of it it's sort of about like intersections of motherhood and AI and things like that. Yeah. So um, I wanted to ask, like, how do you feel about it coming out today and the relevance of, you know, the political climate that we're yeah, in? Yeah, this particular story now. You know, she, she stops being the one making decisions for herself mm -hmm. because she's controlled by this device, Bad Peter. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously it's so relevant today, given the fact that Roe v. Wade might be overturned. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and obviously other reasons too, but it feels like just the, like the anxiety and fear that's permeating our country right now um, in this like small way is represented in the movie. Yeah, I definitely felt that myself like I personally with the story I was it felt so close to things I mean it's obviously a sci-fi story it's a movie but it felt real to me you know? <laughs> <laughs> which is unfortunate um but true the idea is devastating yeah and yeah. so many lives will be affected and 
lost and you know the the outcome i don't think we can really imagine but the outrage over the possibility of losing this right um has been a little bit like oh yeah we're not it's not just like we're not gonna like sleep through it like there's gonna be an uprising if this happens i know and it's so interesting because obviously you shot this film a long time ago you had no idea that when it came out i mean it's always women losing autonomy over their bodies is always relevant, but like you had no idea when you shot it, how relevant it was going to be. Yeah. Cause I think we really, at least my generation and the younger generation kind of have taken it for granted, you know, at least in my um, socioeconomic bracket, it's like, Oh, things like we do have options now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So this is the first time where I, at least for me that I'm, imagining a world without and it is yeah it's terrifying it is but we're really happy that you're people like you out here making art that like calls attention to that um we know we only have you for a short period of time so we had some uh listener submitted questions on instagram and we just wanted to ask you a couple and then yeah we'll say goodbye so brian do you want to ask the first question sure um if you could pick one book for everyone in the world to read, which would you choose? This was from uh, Jen Meyer. Okay. Usually I say The Price of Motherhood by Anne Crittenden, um, mm-hmm. who's a Pulitzer Prize winning economist. But I recently found this book who, that is now top my list called Caliban and the Witch. Ooh. And it's so interesting. I'm not done with it yet, but it's all about how, um, basically how the witch hunt started back way before like we're talking um medieval europe like Mm -hmm. 400 500 and just how breaking up of the family and breaking up of women working together and devaluing sort of like women's work um led to this sort of class warfare and also this sort of gendered hierarchy and it's it's kind of a dense book but it's so fascinating and and it sort of draws you in that's awesome that's like now on my list yeah, of books that sounds really, great. That sounds really good <laughs> um i actually have an a question of my own i love the show smelf um, great thank you yeah i and i also am like a huge fan of rosie o'donnell like a league of their own like <laughs> What is it like to work with her? And like, do you just ask her questions about Madonna or League of Their Own? I mean, she's still best friends with Madonna. So, I mean, hopefully one day Madonna comes to bed. That would be a dream. Uh, We have the same hope for the podcast. Um. (laughs) Um, But Rosie, I mean, she's a dream. She's, she's so brilliant and easy to work with. But I like the word that comes to mind first now, like in our second season um, you know, we're we're now, you know, uh, I don't know, almost a month in shooting um, is it, it's just like comfortable, you know, having her her presence is comforting. And I love she's just easy and she's a pro and she's fun and funny. So it's just it's just there's nothing. It's just comfort, comforting, comfortable. So that's it's the best. And she also is like makes friends we i call her the mayor wherever she goes she's talking to everyone (laughs) Um, and it's just yeah it's just really nice that's awesome um so i have one more question for you this came from chrissy mercier mercier you know i don't know but either way she wants to know if you drink caffeine or energy drinks (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I, yeah, I do. I drink lots of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that they, like, I actually have a very specific drink regimen. Um, so in the morning I drink hot water with lemon. Then I have an Americano with steamed almond milk in it. <laughs> then through the day I drink these amino acids that I call my pink water. That's sort of like, cause I don't like to drink water and it helps me stay hydrated. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a very specific answer. Wow. So that, that was actually a good question. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is a fun, this is like a silly question. And then it's like, no, I actually have a full and detailed answer. <laughs> um, well, Frankie, yeah. it's been so great having you on the pod. Uh, can you, do you want to tell our listeners where they can watch bad Peter if they want to find it? Yeah, I would love to. So Bad Peter, well, right now, I'm actually not sure where on, on what website. is it. Mm-hmm. Are you guys putting it on your website? Well, you could, we, we surely can. <laughs> That's okay, it was we produced can by Gunpowder and Sky, mm-hmm. um, which is like the, it's the, it was uh, the sci-fi division yes. um, for the studio. Um, and it was, it played at Tribeca. Yes. Um, and it premiered in the Sakai Shorts program. Um, and the writer and director is Zach Strauss, who is a writer and producer on Smilf. Oh, that's awesome. So keeping yeah. it, keeping it with the homies. <laughs> Even with the homies. Yeah. There's actually also a feature script, um, for it, for it as well. So you can stay tuned for that. Oh, oh that's nice. awesome. Well, we definitely will stay tuned for that. Um, well, Frankie, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the pod. We thank, really loved having you. Yeah, thank you. And congratulations on everything. It's really awesome that you do it do yeah, it all. <laughs> yeah, really inspiring work. We can't wait to see what else you do. Thank you. I love you guys, and I love all of your memes, and I love <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. We appreciate it. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, Thanks. bye, Frankie. Bye. Bye. Batches.